Welcome to the B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 108. 108. 108. Ain't no hate. Nope. Ain't no hate. It's normal. <laughs> Ain't no hate on this podcast because we're loving this week's movie. Oh, you made it make sense. You worked loving it out. It. You fixed what you did Loving there. it. B-Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget lesser known films of the past and present. Home of the hood. Home of the hood. <laughs> Home of the hood. Home of the hood. Home of the hood. And the good, the bad, the what the fuck. You Each week's movie that will be revealed on the prior episode so you two can join in on the madness. Jesus. <laughs> I'm Corey. My name's Nick. Nick. But you know that, I think. Nick, who has some uh, inter- Don't, shut inter- up. interesting revelations, I guess that happened during this uh, this this week's episode. I guess uh, you can listen to this podcast if you subscribe on iTunes at our website bbpodcast.com or on Stitcher or wherever you get fucking podcasts. You can reach us on our site on our email bbpodcast at gmail on our Twitter at bbpodcast or at our Facebook page. Did you even tweet? Just search bbpodcast. Breakdown. I do tweet the episodes. Oh, you do? Yes. Well, it automatically tweets when they get pu- published. We should do like a live tweet sometime. We, when we, watch we should. Movie. And we, uh, I also made an Instagram recently. Nice Instagram the, is my is for, my is my jam. Yeah, I made an Instagram for B movie breakdown. Nice. So there we go. Uh, our email. We did get an email recently. Did you say it as if we never get emails? I'm just saying we got an email. It said, "Hi, B and B podcast folks." I'm a fairly new listener, seven episodes, and have been enjoying the podcast thus far. If you are looking for suggestions, one of my favorite B-movies is Ultra Warrior. It gives us the Wikipedia link. Uh, it's also known Thank as you. Welcome to Oblivion. That's I like that title better. And it's a post-apocalyptic film. Oh. You know, set in knows. a futuristic dystopia, nuclear holocaust creates mutants. Also my jam. Yeah. It's uh, the the. One man emerges as the leader of a group of survivors called Muties. I don't like that term. The actor uh, who plays the main character, his name is Dak Rambo. I wonder if that name's real. <laughs> I'm going to Hollywood. I need a new but name. the cover of this movie alone is insane. The guy on the cover is super ripped, surrounded by chicks. Oh, jeez. Ripped short. Why is he holding a gun? He's holding way? a gun by the barrel. <laughs> Why is he's he holding, holding a gun by the barrel? Doesn't it get hot if you shoot? Like, what's he doing there? It's it's okay. Is he out, all out of bullets? He's using it as a club. Do they not have bullets in the future? They just use guns. I don't for know, clubs? But, but Ultra Warrior is totally on a list. Of, or in the post, our list in a post-apocalyptic world, is there like just so many guns around? They're used for his household tools. Yep, basically. Got dust. Uh, he also gun? said two other ones we should think about were our. I'll think about them. Uh, Voyage of the Rock Aliens. It looks ridiculous. It says a new wave rockabilly musical starring Pia Zadora. It's a disaster. Uh, and he also said Eyes of Fire. Fairly interesting premise as an early new world horror film from folklore from the era. But the execution is very strange. It's not necessarily a bad film, but I consider it a B film as a fairly obscure. And he said thanks. And that was from Russ. Thank you, Russ. But the email uh, said it was from Jim. <laughs> Like when you know when it says who the email's from before you click on it? Sure. It said Jim. I mean, I don't know. Email's weird. But then it was signed Russ. So going? thank you, Jim. No, and or no, Russ. If he signed to Russ, it's Russ. Yeah. He could have been borrowing somebody's email. Yeah. He could have been listening to uh he could have been just like using somebody's like tablet and like their email was signed in real quick and he just had to share those with us, which we appreciate. And send it on our gyms. It's an accident, it happens. Mm-hmm. Or if it's Jim's cool. Either way it's fine. I'm glad you sent us something neat. Because we're gonna watch probably I'd say we can easily watch all of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, didn't know, all, I didn't know that one was a rockabilly disaster musical. That gets me very excited. Yeah, we watched a musical rock type of musical once on this podcast, uh, Rockula. Yeah, I remember that. It was, it was uh, <laughs> honestly, it was an amazing movie. It was un- It was just insane. But uh, we also had a suggestion to watch uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Why not? Movie. From 2001, I believe. It's also a post-apocalyptic horror film. Sure. I did. I, oh, um, the person who suggested it to me was mentioning how much it was like basically their secret, top secret favorite film. Yes. Nice. We need more and, of those. Uh, Send us more of those because that's what I want to And I was hear. telling them how I often would confuse that movie with Spice World. There, there came out like three or four years 
difference in time. Sure. But still that late 90s, early 2000s yeah. time. And it shares some similar actors. Yeah. So uh, in both girl band things. Correct. Absurdities going on. So, uh, yeah, so we'll get to Josie and the Pussycats. Actually, that same person had commented about last week's episode saying, hearing Nick on the hearing Nick on the podcast figure out who Jamie Kennedy was in Tremors almost made me crash my car. I mean, be safe. Like, hands-free is always great. This is true. But when you're in your car and you're listening to me, be careful. But, I mean, why was he his kid? Come on! It's very you haven't frustrating. Seen it yet. You don't no. even know. Well, I mean, dumb question. Why did he? Why is that his it's kid? Because on... he had sex with Reba McIntyre and came out with Jamie Kennedy. Unless that's the mother. Is that the mother? That's her kid, right? Or does he have a who? Reba? Yeah. She's not in the movie. I. Oh my god. Oh they my don't mention god. who the mom is. Oh. Okay. They don't. They don't mention. You're lying to me. I'm not lying. They don't mention who the mom is. So it's just a random child from Bert. Yeah. Oh, I'm now I'm interested. Maybe they do. I can't remember. You I don't even. Oh one time. my I god! It once. Oh my god! All right, moving on. Moving on. Oh my. This god. week's movie is an action sci-fi thriller from 1992. It is a provocative shock. Schlock. I thought you were, were going to say shit show. Just no, it's not a shit show. It's a fucking amazing show. I was going to yell at it you. It is you 1992's Nemesis about Alex Rain, a burned out LA cyborg cop. Forced by his commissioner to find his former cyborg partner like and lover, Jared, who's about to deliver sensitive data to cyborg terrorists. But are they really terrorists? No. We don't know. Is well, it being played? We'll we, find out. We do know. We found out. They're going to find out. Does he do flips off a waterfall? He might. He might. He might. Does he? Is there a black guy with a giant gun who dies way too quickly? Maybe. Yeah. Like, what the hell was that about? Is there a cyborg tits? There's cyborg tits. Uh, that one, I'm not going to even say maybe. There's cyborg tits. No, there is a cyborg, and you do see um, she's not wearing any clothes. Multiple times. Yeah. So, cyborg tits. Why do you got to cater to the lowest common denominator? You should sell the movie on, you know, treatment of what makes a human. What What is alive? Who is a human? Like, what makes... What is, you know, what is consciousness? Are you really alive if you're not made of flesh and bone? No. You want to talk about cyborg tits? We're higher than that. You're right. So just listen and see right. see how much higher we are. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Listen to this week's B-Movie Breakdown, where we talk about 1992's Nemesis and the serious subject matter involved. Very serious. Like cyborg boobies. Come on, man. It's the worst thing in the world. I'm so upset. It's the best of the worst. B-movie breakdown. 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 There's definitely a reason why movies like this exist and flourished in the 90s. Do do tell. There's a review on IMDb that explains a lot. Okay, I'll go with you on this one. I'll go with you. Here it is. Okay. This person said, I had never heard of this movie when I first saw it in the store. Fair. But the cover looked cool. And Probably the story did. sounded neat. Well, actually, I was more interested in the word cyborg on the cover. So I rented it. And I really liked it. Lots of action and cyborgs! They capitalized cyborgs. There are so many points. cyborgs. The plot is a bit confusing, and you never really get a hang of it since they never fully explain it in the movie. But after several viewings, viewings I think the plot goes something like this. LAPD cop Alex Rain is half-human, half-cyborg. Don't expect a mean killing machine a la RoboCop, though. I mean, he really... I mean, he kills some people, but he doesn't kill... Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it depends. You said people. How many people does he kill? How many cyborgs does he kill? He's mainly killing cyborgs. And he has to stop the cyborgs before they complete their missions to kill all the humans one by one and replace them with cyborg duplicates. Well, Alex Rain goes to some... Low-tech shithole called Shang Lu. 
Damn. I don't know. Quote, that's a quote from the movie, apparently. I missed that line. Low-tech shithole. And does a bit of killing and shooting. Well, actually, he does loads of killing and shooting. Lots of action, and that's always good. The acting is poor, but Oliver Grunner does a good job as our man Alex Rain. Poor effects and a better soundtrack wouldn't hurt, but overall, it's a pretty good movie. 7 out of 10. That guy was so pumped about cyborgs, he only gave it 7 out of 10. What a loser. (laughs) It's at least 8.5. Yeah, this movie... I would give it an eight point eight point five. Is, is, I thought is it was pretty, pretty fair. I pretty thought fair. that's so ex- it got me eight point five levels out of ten um, excitement. If that's an increment of measurement to use of excitements, I got an eight point five I mean, out of ten excitements. I mean, it definitely it it starts and and I was hoping it was never going to stop. Right, but we knew it was going to die down. We knew we it, it was going to pause because like. I mean, nobody. It's is like gonna, the, nobody's going to give me the exact movie I want, which is just this opening scenario the entire time. Well, I recently watched a movie that was kind of like that. Okay. That wasn't cyborgs. Was involved. it Nemesis? And there wasn't cyborgs. No. So then, what? What is this movie? I mean, it was a movie where it sta- where it started like crazy and never stopped being crazy, and mm. it was San Andreas with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I believe that. Well, I mean, earthquakes it, don't fuck around. Yeah, it started and it literally like took very small. I feel like, left out. I can't join you in that conversation. Yeah. I didn't watch San Andreas to participate in that conversation. All I know is that Rock is a great man. Yeah, this is very true. Maybe they should remake Nemesis with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, you just want to remake every movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson because I'd watch them all. <laughs> Pick uh, one. Exact same plot as the first Predator. Rock done. I'm there. Sold. Predator with the rock in Just it? Just the rock. Yeah. All right. Just name is, name is, don't name his character Dutch. Make it ambiguous so it can still be the same universe. And then just go to town. But what, but what about Nemesis? What about Nemesis? Would you enjoy Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing Alex Rain in, Nemes- in a well, Nemesis I mean, remake? Well, I mean, in a big budget Hollywood version of Nemesis. Well, I mean, yeah, I would. You could maybe even get Thomas Jane to come back. That's stupid. Let me talk about that. Why? Leave it alone. I forgot. This is Thomas Jane's first movie. Yeah, great. He what played it? Billy. Yeah, a guy who was naked. Thomas Jane, why is he important? We had to see Thomas Jane's ass a lot. I mean, I've seen his ass before. I'm sure you have. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm sure. He was on a TV show called Hung. And he was. He yeah. was naked sometimes on yep. that show. He's also in your Google searches. This is true. Thomas Jane's ass. Man Thomas ass. Jane Manass. Yep. No, I, you just searched Manass and it's his picture that came up. <laughs> just 17 pictures of his no, ass. No, I Google Manass Thomas Jane. Specific. Yeah. You know what you like. Yeah. I Thomas know which, Jane Manass. I know which Manass I like. Jesus, man. Well, if that's what you like, that's what you're into. Yeah, that's what I'm into is Manass Thomas Jane. That's a good quote to have out there on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Real good. Well, one man as we I don't think we saw was Oliver Grunner who plays Alex Rain. Did we see some of his ass? Yeah, I don't think so. Possibly. Uh, I don't. I don't think I don't so. Know. In preparation for this role, though, he claims he brought his total body fat down to four percent. I believe it. He looked pretty fucking lean. Yeah. Like when he's got those high like eighties pants on, <laughs> so you can just see like from like above his belly button up, like. Right below his rib, he's just a very small man, but he's ripped. Yeah. He's just trying to pull a Bruce Lee over here. In his yeah, Bruce Lee pants. Yeah. In, in uh, yeah. the year 2027. 20, yeah. Uh, it's one, not that far away, guys. One thing that you need people need to know about this movie is that the LAPD is a global organization. When was this movie made? 92. So, like, race riots, LAPD, Rodney King. Like, LAPD, like... Los Angeles police is like the worst bad guy you could think of at this point. But they weren't bad guys in this. They kind of ended up being what the one guy was the main was. He Are got he got corrupted by cyborgs. How many of those? You don't think those but guys? Alex Rain wasn't a bad guy, and he was this LAPD. He was doing the work. So was Jared. He was yeah Jared who turned against the LAPD. Alex who worked for the LAPD and then was guilted into working but for Jared them. Jared didn't know and when no, it turned against Jared them. Jared even says in the movie. Jared she says. I didn't turn against LAPD, I turned against Farnsworth. Okay, she can phrase it that way. Who is she fighting? LAPD officers under his allegiance. 
So she's fighting. Well, the... they've been turned into cyborgs too. Okay, so then you're fighting cyborgs. Yeah, but not all the LAPD cyborgs. As far as we know, we don't know. We don't know who. How many? We don't even know. Left. Don't get me fucking started. We don't even know how cyborgs interact with the society or what how... role they have in human cyborg relations. We don't even know how airports work. We have no idea how airports work. Do the cyborgs have separate flights? Separate but equal? I can understand the wanting to fight a war well, if that's the case. Well, they the metal detectors piece by piece. That was a joke. He's being cheeky. It was just a funny guy telling jokes at the end. He was funny sometimes when he said, fuck you. <laughs> Not you, Jared. That's no, because funny. he put his ex-girlfriend in his pocket and the, then ran around. The main character... We'll just skip over plot points and jump back and forth because yeah. they can piece together the yeah. movie like we had to. The char- and You can watch this movie in full on YouTube. little plug out to YouTube. They need your support. Yeah. <laughs> um... The character of Alex Rain was originally meant to be a 13-year-old girl. I mean, that would add a little more charm to it when she says, fuck you, (laughs) sorry, Jared. (laughs) Or shoots a guy in his dick. (laughs) Yeah, why did that happen at the end? I don't know. Why did... Cyborgs are most vulnerable in their penis. This is quite true, apparently. Um, I'm just saying. So... A few more little trivia tidbits before we really dive into this. The scene in which Oliver Grunner rides a bending 60-foot pole to the ground required three different pole variants to find one which wouldn't bend for real. They actually had him on a giant 60-foot pole in that opening scene. That was nuts to watch. And they had to go through three different ones before they found one that wouldn't bend. That they were just Who was doing the trial and error on that one? Oh my god! <laughs> Catch him! We need a new pole. New pole, please. And it says it filmed. The movie was filmed in Cal- in my- Hawaii, Montana, and California. So we just used that stock footage, real, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I mean, like, still though, like. Some of the scenes where they shot some of this shit looked like wastelands. No, they did a good job. If I had the option of setting a movie in, like, these locations, I would make that decision. Because, like, basically, what I, it's like what I would like to call a Power Ranger battle. Nothing's around. It's like a warehouse. Things are just destroyed. Or it's an open field. Or it's a jungle. No other people are around. Mm-hmm. There's no collateral damage. There's just a war going on. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, they would walk through somebody's house, and you'd see people. But then, like... No one else was around. There's no one walking around the streets. Because there's not any cities. They're nowhere. Right. It's like they just went out to like, well, we got an industrial park in the town. Let's film there. Basically. Yeah. But I mean, I like that because it's, it's got charm to me. Makes sense. It, it touches me. Yeah, I mean, you could just make it be anything. Yeah. Just, it, that, we, I mean. Or like, did they did they fight in a quarry? Because the quarry battles are some of my favorites in movies. Yeah. It's just... This is a quarry. It seemed like it in, the, but it seemed like somewhere where maybe abandoned buildings were, because in the beginning, the opening sequence that was it was quite intense. It was very lots of explosions. Man, how much money did they spend on explosions in this movie? A lot. No, it's all CGI, dude. And guess get get this: the visual effects director for this movie. Yeah. His name was Gene Warren. Okay. Can you guess what other what other movie? Around the same time, he was the visual effects director for. Jurassic Park. Kind of close. Close. Terminator 2. Yeah, he, he knew what he was I'm close as far, I'm saying close as far as like um, how amazing the effects were in those movies. I was just wishing Jurassic Park And how Park they still hold up so well. Yeah, they do. Because they're just... What was going on here? The ex- what? What was going on in this movie? Oh, no, the Terminator guy, because at the end, it's all Terminator footage. Like, that's what that is. That's a Terminator battle at the end, obviously. Yeah, but, like... But, I mean, the visual effects, I understand. But there's no CG, the CG, and there's no CG in this. If there was, it was... No, it's, like, CG, it's, like, claymation type stuff. Almost like the original Terminator. Right, which, I mean, obviously, that's what that scene was being. Yeah. But, like, the fact that um, this movie has so much in common with Terminator... And there's a guy who was who helped make Terminator was involved. Yeah, that's too much of a coincidence, man. Just Did saying. he get hired because he was on Terminator? Yes. 
What? Was he doing both at the same time? Was he doing Terminator and this at the same time? Yeah. I don't know. What were their shooting schedules? You can't look it up? Go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, because you know you can find the fucking shooting schedule yeah, for Nemesis. What, what day was this scene filmed? And then compare and contrast it with the shooting schedule for Terminator. Okay. That's doable. It's the internet. Yeah. If anybody wants to do that, send us an email at b, bmbpodcast at gmail.com. Is that the email? Is it the email, man? Yeah. <laughs> Good. So we were uh, mentioned something about the ending of this movie. And we did. Not very specifically. It, it, it's a weird ending because it leaves things open. It makes you want more. Apparently, this film originally had a different ending, and when it came out, it, it had a different ending. What was the different ending? So, in the original ending, Alex and Max escape without a final confrontation with the Farnsworth cyborg. Well, that's boring. So, the Farnsworth cyborg battle doesn't happen. They just get on the plane... And leave? And leave. That's boring. And then, and after Alex reads the real Farnsworth letter, because he reads the light, like we see... Alex and Max are seen walking away by the Farnsworth cyborg. I was going to say, is he calm? Yeah, he's watching them. And then an unseen female voice asks the Farnsworth cyborg if they should go after them. And then the cyborg says, why not? And that was going to be the end of the movie. Like, as far as, like, movie making, like, that, that's a good ending? Yeah, I think that would have been, been a better ending than what we but got. But somebody was like... We need to have this fucking battle. <laughs> but you could have still had, you still could have kept the ending, but like had him just fall out of the plane and not explode over a volcano. <laughs> like he still could have came back at the end. You could have literally had the same exact scene. No, and then have, with the ending of this movie, like. Because now I'm imagining like a torn up, because this cyborg, which we, we can discuss, like eventually his skin gets blown off and he's a robot. He's a mess. Yeah. But, like, what if that robot was still, like, a mess? He didn't get new flesh, but he's like, wearing a trench coat and had, like, a hat on. Yeah. And you could still see his eye. That'd be funny. I wish that was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just this trench coat wearing side. And then have the female voice be like, should we go get him? And he's, like, trying to be undercover. Like, Ninja Turtles undercover when, like, everyone knows he's not a normal person. Or, like, Cobra Or Commander. Cobra Commander, my hero. That's all I was thinking of when you were saying about wearing a trench yeah, I'm going to put a mask over a mask. Snake Eyes was bad about that, too. I'm going to have a mask on, but I can't take my mask off and put on a new mask. So I'm going to put a mask on over my mask. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you have a round mirror face. Why does it need a mustache? <laughs> Why does it need a monocle? <laughs> you're not fooling anyone. No. Underneath that trench coat, you're still wearing your blue uniform that says Cobra on it. Because somebody thought it was funny. No, they didn't. I think it's funny, too. <laughs> But like you were saying, the ending still could have been this without the the rebel. But one part of the ending that I don't understand is why do we need? Okay, so I we get the scene with like Alex being like rebuilt and as Jackie Earl Haley, random cameo, small tiny role, and then like they're gonna like download Jared, but they never said where. Like, I didn't understand what, like, oh, they had to save Jared. They had to save Jared. Jared was so important. Yeah. And I don't know why. Because I don't know what they did with her at the end. They downloaded her into, like, the world. She became information that you could disseminate amongst yourselves. I guess. To learn about the cyborgs. I thought they were going to put her inside of him. That's just because you read spoilers and thought she's going to become a woman. No. The character's name is just Alex in the next one. I know. It's not Alex Rain. No, she was just... We don't know, because we haven't watched it. No, we haven't watched it. We watched the trailer. But there's... Needless to say, we were curious, because after this movie, there's three more in the series. Yeah, and I was hoping that we, we, we get more movies about Alex Rain. No, you just get to jump ahead after the cyborg war has happened. I guess. I, why don't, I just don't understand why we couldn't get more movies with Alex Rain. Like, this guy, he didn't want to come back? To do more cyborg no, movie, he just they, he just continued Corey, to do. They, they told the story they wanted to tell, and it was perfect. The same director, out. same director exactly. for all these movies. This chapter was over. You don't bring if you. But want then to he tell, made three more movies with the same same if you character. Want to, if you want to tell us a, a story about the Iraq War, you don't bring back Abraham Lincoln. He's not around then. But then you make three more movies about the Iraq War without Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, because like you're past that. But then you make the first one with Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, because he sets the tone. <laughs>
Abraham Lincoln sets the tone. Speaking of tones, this movie had some tones that are reflective to today's society. What does that mean? Which parts? You want to go <laughs> about into that? like uh, people like cyborgs? What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human? It might, like things like that. Like what does it mean? What like are you know what I mean? Like a uh, man, woman. There were men with women's names. A uh, guy named Michelle. There were women with men's names. It wasn't. Nice, it, it was a different take, though. I like that. I'm, I think I'm going to save that for something I do or something because that's a cool idea. Like names change all the time. Like how many people nowadays are named Ulysses? Not many. The uh, Inhuman. That's the cause of the Civil War too. That's going on right now in Marvel Comics. How many real people <laughs> are named Ulysses? You throw a comic book character at me when I'm talking about normal people's names and how name names <laughs> change. That comic book character. Yep. Yeah, okay. So the point is, I can see names shifting like that. Plenty of names could be anybody's name anyways. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. This is true. You know? Some woman can be named Nick. Full name would be Nicole, but yeah, maybe not. Nicole. Doesn't matter. Well, what's the full name Jared? Jaredina? Well, for short, you just call her Jerry, but they never did. No, this is Jared. Jared. Yeah, but the Point tough, the tough, the tough badass dude who was a cyborg named Michelle. That was wild. Yeah, but, I mean that's fine. But he didn't like. I wish he had a bigger role because he looked like a cool guy. He did look like a cool guy. There were a lot of people that looked like. And cool he was guys. a good guy too, and he just got murdered by Alex. Yeah, what the fuck? He was a good I guy. Forgot about that. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. He was on the side of justice. Yeah. And Alex just killed him by mistake. Like, he killed, you know, Max's sister. Because he's just this murdering machine working for the evil LAPD. Well, he didn't know the LAPD was evil at the time. He just really didn't want anything to do with him for a while. No, yeah, how about his little side story where he went off and just, like, his, yeah, kill, the fuck? his terrorist quest to kill terrorists. Like, we had to see so many of those things. Like I said, it was 50 movies in, and I, and I felt like, oh, the movie's starting now. Seriously? It was. But the backstory was like, what's going on? Where's What's the driving force of this movie? I'm just watching it because there's cyborgs involved, and like I've already watched this much, I'm not going to turn it off. No, but yeah, it was just like, it was like now we're finally getting to the plot after we had to deal with the life story of Alex Rain. And it, it literally felt like, oh, here we go. All right, we're doing something. And stuff. how much time passed? I it was like six months, it was like a year. Then like, I don't know. Yeah, who knows Two years. Long. His hair changed like three times in the 50 minutes. I don't know what to tell you about that. One time... He looked like John Rambo for a second. One, <laughs> one time he had, like, just had a short haircut, which they probably filmed last. Yeah. Because his hair was legitimately cut short. It was. Yeah, and it then, was a buzz cut. And then for the like mo majority cut. of the movie, he had the same haircut. Yeah. But for, a, like, a small chunk, he had this wild wig on. It was so that was his very much That was his real hair. It was that time, Sound of the Times... He's yes. a method actor. He grew it out. He feathered it. He it was grew, nice. He grew his hair out. Yeah. Sure, I'll give it to you. Oh, is he don't believe that? You don't believe that that atrocious thing was a wig and that was not a wig? No, I don't believe it for a second. That's fine. A lot of people believe things that aren't true. So anyways, what's a good quote? For, you got any good quotes from this movie? Yeah, when you break the law, you go to hell. When you break the law, you go to hell. So do cyborgs... Well, I guess you can't say do cyborgs believe in heaven and hell because... Alex Rain technically isn't a cyborg. He was a man. Yeah, so, like, what's the fucking definition of a goddamn cyborg? I thought a cyborg was a meshing of man and machine. Like, a robot was just, like, a metal creature. But in this movie, a cyborg... No, oh, cyborg a cyborg because they have the human flesh. Yeah. They're, they're covered in synthetic flesh. Yeah. That's like why they're cyborgs. Yeah, cybernetic organism. organism. Right, okay. Well, he's not really a cyborg. No, but he's, like, the he's, reverse of that. He's, like, he's, like, he's Robocop. Right, he just doesn't look like a giant. They just kept him looking like... Because they have cyborgs that run around looking like humans. So clearly, if you're a human who get most of your parts replaced, you can still look human. Yeah, you know what reminds me of that? What? Reminds me of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, basically. And the fact that they're replacing him, they don't know who's who. Yeah. Asylum. Got... But I mean, that's a, that's a traditional like shapeshifter, like robot-type plot. Like, yeah. who is who? But like we never really... That's just like going on in the background. There's a whole thing going on in the background that we don't know about. Like the, the machinations of this entire scheme, yeah. we don't get a taste of that. We just get this, this no, these wish. fringe battles in the middle of nowhere. And I wish that was that was the sequel. I wish the sequel was that. Yeah, expand on the society. You told me. 
No. No, but we're going to complain about a sequel we haven't watched yet because we've got plot points. No, I'm sure it's, it might be great. It might be the no, best I'm just thing we've ever watched. We don't get... Uh, well, <laughs> it might be the best thing we've ever watched. <laughs> like, in general... Or just outside of this podcast? Like, all just time. All time. The best thing we've ever watched. It might be our favorite movie of all time, our secret favorite movie of all tune time. In, tune in next week to watch the best thing we've ever watched. How much, how can you hype it anymore? The best thing we've, we've ever watched. ever watched. It's true. Uh, one thing I wondered about this movie was the odd uh, dubbings. Yes, where they, they were, were very odd. certain people's voices... And they would dub them to, like, non-American accents. Which right. is usually the opposite. Usually they're dubbing people who have, like, really thick accents to make it sound, like, more like American or something like Or maybe just English-speaking so you could understand it more. Correct. And this was really, like, the opposite. Like, kind of what we... Well, I don't think we talked about it last week when we discussed a bunch of those, uh, those sweet films. But, like, a Hercules in New York... Like, when it initially came out, Arnold said all the words, but they redubbed it in some other guy's voice. Yeah. Which is bizarre to watch. It'll yeah. fuck your mind up. Yeah. But, like, that's usually how it's done. Yeah. That's the idea. And you know... You know the guy who, at the end, who got his dick shot? Yeah, dick shot. He was the guy who also set him up. Is that a DC character, dick shot? Yeah, dick okay. shot. Right. You know the guy who... It was the guy who set him up earlier in the film. Yes. So that guy is, his name is Nicholas Guest. He's in, there's a lot of character actors in this movie. A lot of people you might recognize from random things. But that guy's a British actor. Is he? Yeah, but his accent in this movie was like, possibly trying to be German. It was odd. But it was like not, it was like, it was clearly overdubbed and whatever voice he did, they didn't care for and uh, if you, some people might recognize him if you've ever seen Christmas Vacation. He is the neighbor. Yes. Jul- Julia Louise Dreyfus, she, her, and her boyfriend. Okay. That guy who plays her boyfriend. That's was that, that guy? That was that guy. Like, it's crazy that all these people that are in this ridiculous thing actually went on and they're doing other things. They've done other things. Yeah. Weird. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, he did, he's a big he's a voice actor too. He's in a lot of does a lot of voice acting. He's been in a ton of movies as well. But I always remember him from Christmas Vacation, uh, among a few other things. I just can't get over like the cyborg society. How does this society work? <laughs> How does it work? Because like there's cyborgs that exist in the society. The cyborgs are infiltrating organizations there... and replacing humans with cyborgs because they don't like the way that the humans treat the cyborgs because they treat them as objects and second-class citizens and like they can't feel. This all makes sense. This is all things... You're, everyone is familiar with this plot point when it comes to robots and cyborgs. Yeah. Because it's easier for humans... Like, when humans decide all human, you know, all humans deserve respect, of course we're going to build the robots and, like, turn them into, like, sex slaves or do fucked up shit to them. That's what's going to happen, man. Cyborg Possibly. sex slaves. Right, and they're going to do all their hard labor or just going to, you know... And well, robots do lots of things anyways, but we're going to make them think and feel and then make them do monotonous work so they hate us and want to rebel against us and replace people with cyborgs. So that makes sense. That's going to happen. But so how do cyborgs just in society, in this movie, live with humans? Do they go to, like, the shop and to the store together? Do you have, like, a cyborg? Like, like, my best friend's a cyborg. And then you say, like, a bunch of offensive shit about cyborgs? How does, <laughs> how does this work out? Yeah, but, like, what What do you... Like, if your friend's not telling you he's a cyborg... And, like, yeah, so... Then how are you ever supposed to know that you're making fun of cyborgs isn't a cool Because it's not like the cyborgs walk around where, like, this guy's walking around, like, made of this metal machine. So and you're like, I know this guy is a cyborg. I know he's a human. Cyborgs look like... Oh, I know. So I know how you Why tell. are they being so de- deceiving? I know how you can tell who goes through the metal detector, who doesn't at the airport. Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't go through, well, you're like, I'm a cyborg, I opt out. Well, what, if the, <laughs> what if the cyborgs are running the airport security? Well, I think they are running a lot of shit if they're running all the LAPD, who has jurisdiction in Rio de Janeiro. That makes sense. They weren't in Rio. They did go to Rio at one point. They showed Jesus, man. They were in Rio. Oh, that's there was, right, they did at the end. Did. That was at the end. It wasn't in the end. It was, it was the, the end middle. of the movie. No, it was at the end of the movie no, when they showed the... that. When they were climbing up the stairs at the end. No, they showed it in the beginning. Not in the beginning, but like uh, there's a chunk and they were like, because he goes to that jail cell. He was down in like, that's where he was like on his exodus when he's killing terrorists. No, he was in the middle of the desert. 
there's deserts. Remember he's running around with his dog? In Rio. His dog that died? Yeah, they gave him a dog and then it just died? How he stupid is that? He saved that dog and in that battle in the beginning. Like there's a film thing, you know, which I mentioned, you know, um, like when you when you learn that a hero shows compassion, it's like a save the cat moment, you know? That's a thing. This man literally saved the dog in the beginning of the movie to set the tone that he's a good guy. Okay. Kind of on the nose there. Then we got shot to shit and got shot so many well, times then he fucking, by a woman. He killed the terrorist who was a good guy. Oh, and you know he what? He killed so many good guys. You know? Because he didn't know any better, and then he's just a good guy in the end. I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, the terrorists were really the good the, guys. Yeah. Which, I mean, it takes a few jumps and ex long exposition scenes to figure these things out, but yeah. eventually you get there. The terrorists. Yeah, they're just terrorists. Just saying it weird. Like, it's, it's funny now, because, like, terrorist, obviously, duh, huge buzzword, major buzz kills, you know, terrorist. Mm-hmm. They bum me out, and it's a big deal. But, like, back then, they were just used as, like, crazy villains. Like, it wasn't, like, a serious thing, like, a connected to society, like, oh, terrorists. It didn't have that connection. Die Hard, they're pretty serious. Like, what are you talking about? Die Hard. I know they're serious. They're serious terrorists. I know that. The point... Yeah, real, yeah, all the German stereotypical cartoon villains taking over a tower. The point was there were characters. It wasn't like a serious thing. Oh, Simon. Like life. What are you talking about? I'm so frustrated <laughs> right now. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, what about Simon? He was serious. People didn't go through daily lives in America and watch these movies and be like, I'm really scared of terrorists. They're out to get me. No, it was more like, I blah, was. blah, cartoon. Well, you're, you know... <laughs> I can say a lot of things about <laughs> about you as a child, and I'm not going to. I was just a child who was scared of terrorists. Yeah, it explains a lot. I was always, after after Passenger Passenger Fifty Seven came out. I was always always warning people. Watch out for the terrorists. I was like, better and not get nobody, on planes. And then nobody listened to you. Don't get on planes. Nobody listened to you. You called George W. Bush, and it was like, hey man, planes and stuff, terrorists, and he didn't listen. Yeah. Then then that happened. Yeah. So it's all your fault. No, you it's not 11. my fault. It's not my fault. You caused that 11? Everybody. You tried hard. Why am I talking about you caused 9-11? Why did you dig this fucking hole? It's very frustrating. What hole? This hole. This hole. The this plot hole? <laughs> that assumes... Well, I mean, there was a plot. I can't say there wasn't a plot. No, there was The movie tried hard plot. to let you know that it had a plot going on. Shang Tsung was a human. Shang Tsung, the, yes, Shang Tsung, the man who played Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat is in this movie. Like we said, a lot of character actors, and he is a human in this movie. Most of the humans, not that it makes, but most of the humans, oh, no, there, there was, well, most of the humans were like, of varied ethnicities. Like, they weren't just white people. I think most of the cyborgs, besides like the one black guy with the giant machine gun, like, looked like white people. I'm just trying to think. In the beginning, there were different guys. Like when he was like the good terrorists that he was killing. Like some of those were humans, right? Yeah. Some were cyborgs, right? Some were which was which we never saw. We never saw. Confusing. No, but like that's what made me so frustrated because I was trying to look for a common element to know who's a cyborg and who's a human. Yeah. To keep it all straight, because you do have to pay attention to keep the plot kind of straight. Yeah. So you don't know which cyborgs are good. Like why couldn't all cyborgs just be bad? That would have helped. That would have helped. Corey, that's not how it works. I know. That's not how it works. All you terrorists can't just say, like, are bad. All Canadians are bad. It doesn't work that way. All cyborgs aren't bad as much as you want them to be. You cyborg hater. I, I do. I hate cyborgs. They've caused me so much pain in my life that I don't even know where to start. You should try, though. What, what pain have they caused you? Well, first of all... What have they done to you? What have they done to, what, done to what me or have people the cyborgs I know? Done to, or people you know. Which one do you want to know? I would like to know what they have done to people you know. What they've done to people I know. People you know. Uh -huh. they, well, they've raped and killed my mother. I'm glad your mother falls into the category of people you know. <laughs> like, not your family or, like, an acquaintance. People you know. My mother. <laughs> like, wow. That fits the criteria of what you were talking about. But it's not a very thing very highly of your dead mother who's been raped and murdered by a cyborg. And I've been trying to avenge her death since that happened. So how many innocent cyborgs have you killed, man? I, I 
the body count just keeps rising. This is bad. And then I'm subjected to watch movies about cyborgs to just bring back the terrible memories. The terrible memories that you chose. You chose to watch these movies to trigger these terrible memories. And all I do is watch movies about cyborgs all the time. Yeah, you're obsessed with robots. Like Battlestar, Terminator, yeah. RoboCop. Yeah, there's a reason. There's other robot movies. You Cy- know, Cyborg. I mean, to a degree, I mean, you do appreciate Transformers. They're robots. How do you feel about that? Those are good robots and bad robots. You just hate all Transformers? I I don't... You, I never said I hated robots. I just hate cyborgs. Oh, so if, like, Optimus was, like, covered in, like, flesh, then you would hate him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would hate I a fleshy Optimus Prime. I think most people would. I don't think anyone wants that. So imagine that, like Optimus Prime, the way he looks. Not yeah. he wouldn't look like a human and be Optimus Prime. No, it would be Optimus Prime covered in flesh. Yeah, imagine so he'd have like fleshy antennas. Yeah, like a flesh plate. Yeah, and like his face. Imagine how creepy that'd be. I am, and it's disturbing. Because <laughs> then he's turned into like a flesh truck. Yeah. You can just go up his backside, and the and flesh. No, goes. when he tries to turn into a truck, the flesh just rips. <laughs> And then when he transforms, it grows back? No, it just it rips even more. This seems like a bad design. It's just all flesh. This seems like a bad design. This is a fucked up bad design. <laughs> this is bad. Michael Bay gave us a cyborg, and they never touched on it again. Uh, the second one, when the Sam's friend was a chick. Oh, yeah, the woman. Yeah, so, minor rant. Transformers, this, the movie universe, there's a lot going on. It's a separate... They, they could some, some of them plot points could be part of a B-movie podcast, but that's beside the point. The point is, he introduced a universe where Transformers could look like anything. And the goal is to take over the world, and they don't. They just have some kid go to college, and tongue, Shia LaBeouf. What's up with that? It could have been a major plot point. It could have been. It's huge. Yeah. That's right. Maybe we'll get some of that in the next movie when we have Merlin and Knights. Anyways, moving on to Cyborg Talk. This movie came about because Alex, or Albert Payun who was the director of this. Okay. He uh, had a like a three-picture contract with Canon Films, uh, a company we've discussed many, many times on this podcast. And because he was supposed to start developing two projects, a remake of a movie called Johnny Guitar with John Travolta and a police serial killer procedural thriller then entitled Alex Rain. Oh, Cannon decided Travolta's commercial viability was too weak at the time. What? They essentially killed Johnny Guitar remake, and Payan shifted to Alex Rain and began developing the movie around actress Kelly Lynch, which okay. is pretty interesting. Kelly Lynch uh, has been in a few movies we've watched on this podcast, Correct. one of them being Roadhouse. Um, I remember that episode. And it was going to be Kelly Lynch as a, as a deeply troubled FBI Agent hunting a serial killer amongst the neo-Nazi community. Oh, Jesus. And then, then Payan incorporated futuristic touches and set the film 25 years in the future. At one point, he even considered setting, setting it on Mars 400 years in the future. Then, thus began Payan's interest in a cyberpunk setting. When Cannon ran into financial trouble in 1986, Payan asked to shelve Alex Rain temporarily and focus... On other movies to help s- save canon films, uh, making uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, and then making the uh, m- one of his most notable films, Cyborg, which was a canon film with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, which is awesome. So he's still tapped into this Cyborg thing. And then he tried to return to Alex Rain in 1991 after making the virtual reality movie Arcade, which I looked that- into that because I was looking into uh-huh. his movies. That looks awesome. That's a Full Moon feature. Uh, Full Moon d- did, like, all the Puppet Master movies. Okay. And the Doll Man series sure. and stuff like that. So, like, when he when he was researching the that film, he had a number of ideas he wanted to incorporate into Alex Rain, including lowering the age of the protagonist to a 13-year-old girl. Well, the girl was always going to be a girl because it was going to be Kelly Lynch. Yeah, so we worked... Which, that explains why he wa- I wanted to go to a girl in the next one because he always wanted that. Yeah. And making and making Alex a tough, violent street urchin working undercover for a futuristic LAPD. And then he was going to cast the girl that he cast in Arcade. As that girl. Yeah, as that girl. Why didn't that happen? Did Cannon say no? Uh, I, I mean, Cannon didn't make this movie, so oh, okay. I don't really know. 
Um, That's true. So, like, they met with her, and her agents outlined the film and discussed casting her as the lead. Ward and her agents responded favorably, despite reservations about the high level of violence and a scene in which called for a character to be, to be completely nude. Yeah, it's a Billy scene. But Billy is an Alex Rain. She would have been in there with naked people. And then they shot a few test shots with this girl. Yeah. And then Pion read an interview with Imperial Entertainment's produ- production executive. Asked Shaha and realized that he and Shaha shared similar views about where low budget action movies could go. Payan met with three with the three Shaha brothers and pitched them his ideas for the film and its possibilities. After he left the screenplay with Shaha and they called the next day to they wanted to make the film. However, they wanted the lead to change from a thirteen year old girl to a thirty year old man. Like what? What an about? So as to utilize their recent discovery of French kickboxer Oliver Grunner, who plays Alex Rain. What a journey to get to that point. So they discover this French kickboxer who was an ex-marine, like military person. Yes. And at a long meeting at Imperial, both sides went back and forth, and until Imperial agreed that, and other than the sex change, they would let Pion make the movie he wanted to make, no matter how unorthodox his methods. So they basically kept... That movie would, would have been the same fucking movie, but with a 13-year-old girl. Can I see that movie, though? Because that sounds like... Like, I mean, how many... Okay. Like, when you're a little kid, you know, representation does matter. So we got to watch, as little boys, we watched John Connor run around with his cyborg. And it's a rated R movie that we should not have been watching. So what if some little girl watched this, a 13-year-old little girl running around just shooting the shit at a cyborg being a fucking badass? Yeah, it would have been sweet. I want to watch that movie. It would have been sweet. Who can play that character? We need a 13-year-old girl nowadays. Just Stranger Things girl. Just have her do it. The little girl played 11? Yeah, let 11 do it. Sure. What about the chick? Uh, let 11 turn it up to 12. The chick is uh, 13. Oh, shit. Oh. Or what about that chick who's going to play Mary Jane? She might be good. Everyone's all up in arms about her, but... Don't get me started on those people. Well, I think most people are just upset that she's... You can say it, because that's why. Because she doesn't like Mary Jane. No, because she's a Disney person. That's I've heard co- the other complaint. That's a cop-out. No, that, that's I like That's like, I, I, I've she heard... doesn't look like Mary Jane, but they could have picked a better Disney actress. I've, I've, heard, I've heard that complaint, but I was even... I think it was on Fat Men on Batman, they were talking about how... They were how they were surprised how how so many people didn't care about yeah her uh, ethnicity as a factor. But I mean, like knowing people, I assume that's just like the next like well, you know. I, I feel like I feel like you're always gonna get that complaint when you cast somebody who has that background. That'd be like, hey, say, uh, Miley Cyrus never, she wasn't like this crazy person kind of she is now. Correct. And she went straight from Hannah Montana. Yes. To being in something like this. Like, people would have been like, what the fuck? Hannah Montana's going to be Mary Jane? It would have been the same thing. People would have been pissed. I think I, I think the typical Disney star now has that, like... That's just because people... Shit, man. It's just like, oh, this is going to be shitty because some of their stuff is not, not the greatest quality but I mean... of... of Entertainment. No. For kids, sure, but like for but like mainstream okay. purposes. How many movies has Marvel made up to this point? I mean I have I'm How not, many of them have been awful? How many casting choices have been I'm terrible? Not complaining. Oh, zero? I'm, I'm not, not complaining. and I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling, you're at, yelling you. at me. I'm yelling at you if you're listening. You think she shouldn't be Mary Jane? Just go with it. Deal with it. Hashtag deal with it, Mary Jane. Hashtag deal with this. Nemesis 3 was made using footage left over from production of Nemesis 2. That's just like... That's how they made the Matrix movies. That's like the Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, it's just leftover footage. Deal with it. Sleepaway Camp is fucked up. No, I mean there's that fourth one that's not even finished. Oh, yeah. That I have footage of on a DVD. That's true. Yeah. I have an unfinished movie that came in a box set. I am thinking of the right thing, right? Sleepaway Camp. Right? What's the plot of the first movie? If I've seen it, I've seen it. I'm pretty sure you borrow it. Yeah. 
It's like a killer. And like no, shit gets crazy. Because no, like you find, you find out that the like, you know, people die in a boat in the beginning. That's like what yeah. right? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah I thought dad, so. I was thinking for a second. The kid died. Yeah, I know the point thing. now. Yeah, I know the plot now. Penis. And then you find out that uh, he's, he's a uh, cyborg. Uh, yeah. She's a cyborg. Yep. She's a cyborg at the end. Mm-hmm. I knew it all along. And the second one is just fucked up. Second what? Sleepaway Camp. Because uh, I watched... I don't know. I think I've watched the first two. I didn't watch three I've watched the f- second one a long time ago, but I need to revisit them. I have them all on DVD, but I need to... We've, re- we've revisited that movie twice on this podcast. I know. The I was The original there. one. I watched it. I was there. In spirit. No, I was there in every episode. You... Why do you always forget that? You were this... there in spirit when I killed you. <laughs> your, what? Your ghost was floating. Is this... What? Is this time travel? Yeah, we brought you back to life as a cyborg. That didn't happen. Spoilers, you're a cyborg. Oh, you just swerved me? Yep. I'm a robot? Yep, you're a robot. I'm a cyborg creature? You've been one since that day. Well, then if I'm able to do that, could probably my fist can probably punch through your skull then if I have cyborg strength. I didn't say you have strength. I just used a cyborg. Oh, my God. That's the, then what's the fucking point? What's the point of being a cyborg if you don't have super strength? Because we had to bring you back to life somehow. So like, and then it goes back to my whole thing about how I hate cyborgs, and now we understand why I hate you so much. <laughs> Let's just roll with the fact that maybe I'm a cyborg, and that I have all the memories I've ever had that I don't know that I'm a just cyborg. Just like Alex Ray. So now, so now I am upset because I'm alive, but you murdered me. I'm gone, but I'm still here. So like, post mortem, I can be pissed that you killed me. Yeah. Because, like, I am a s- artificial creation. Who I am... Well, you're not an artificial is creation. ...is dead. No, 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 you're no. like Alex Murphy. No, I'm stressing humans are better than cyborgs is my point. I'm an artificial. I'm not even alive. You should just... I should just be a slave. <laughs> I mean, you kind of are. How is that even true? In a way... Well, no. I still get paid money. That's what you think. Oh, okay. I could check my bank account. Pretty so, sure there's money in there. It's all made up. Life is just a lie. Yep, it's a Truman Show. It's a pretty fucking, kind of a boring Truman Show. He's watching this shit. <laughs> Jeez. Truman Cyborg Show. Tune in the Truman Show and watch the live podcast. Because that's what they'd be watching right now. Uh, one thing I... This is an awful tangent. I'm very yeah. upset. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a podcast and tell my friend that I killed him. He's a cyborg. Good idea, Corey. That's the best fucking idea you've had. It's genius. <laughs> it's a real attention grabber. Well, you know what I want. I want yeah, to, what do you want? I want to bring up about this movie is that what the fuck happened with the bomb in his goddamn heart? Did they take it out. They took. They diffused it. They never mentioned that they diffused it. They did. They he was used... running out of beeps. They went to the smarty pantses. The yeah, pe- the people that the, the Einstein guy. They, they, no, before that, the humans. They they they, they fixed it. They yeah. jammed the frequency. Yeah, they jammed it. But then he had when he ran out of beeps on the frequency jam frequency jammer. No, no, no. She in the beginning, Julian did that, and then when they met up with the other people, I think they they fixed it, right? Maybe. It's very there, a lot of things happen, but it's very hard to keep track of when it happens because it happens like dialogue scenes. When Julian. Uh, j- Got shot a bunch. Yeah, that sucks. She was awesome. She, yeah, she got ripped apart. But when she turned over, her boob was hanging out. <laughs> yeah, it was just a big hole cut in for her fake prosthetic boob. It wasn't a real boob, I don't think. Yeah, I think it was her boob. She was naked earlier in the movie. Well, yeah. I don't but think like, she'd have any problem just flashing her boob again. But for the prosthetics, for the, her, her but, robot body. Because there was robot wires. that part wasn't blown up, though. It was kind of like... I can make a ratty shirt and have my nipple hanging out I of it. Saw, well, I hope you don't. But I saw... Yeah. I, I put s- some wi- hang some wires out the hole in my there's, shirt. There's your Halloween costume already done. What are you? I'm a cyborg from the movie. <laughs> from the movie Nemesis. Oh, they, but I'm playing a woman. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's literally my Halloween costume is going to. I'm just going to cut a hole in my shirt where my nipple is and hang wires out of it. And what are you? Have you seen the movie Nemesis? No. All right, we're off to a good start. I'm a cyborg from that movie. Okay. <laughs> good idea. It's got Shang Tsung in it from Mortal Kombat. You haven't seen it? Thomas James no? is his first Yeah, movie. the Punisher's in it, too. Have you seen that? 
No. <laughs> I mean, some people might know Thomas Jane. He gets he gets killed. He gets killed, he gets killed by, by these good guys. They were good guys. They kill him for no reason. He's yeah, just why a scum. They kill him? He's just a scumbag. But like, they don't have to murder his ass. Yeah, well, I don't know why they. He was helping him. the cause. So how good were the good guys? Oh shit! Did he sell him out? Because they came, they found him. Did he sell him out? Maybe. Maybe he could have. Let's just that go with that. Explained. Let's just go with that. He sold him out. You're just making that up. He sold him out to the LAPD, who's this evil organization? I guess. Did you like how they also called old drug users speed loaders? Yeah, they, I did. You're just a speed loader. Because that's what the, the, the drug they kept doing. That's with. what we're going to call drug users. You know what it reminded me of? 11 years. It reminded me of Nuke. Yeah, of course. From RoboCop 2. Yeah. Where they're putting it in their neck. It was red too. Just These like apocalyptic the futures, because RoboCop is an apocalyptic future. It's Detroit, so I mean it could be modern times. But it's... They have the same it's not really apocalyptic. No, the world didn't end. It's a virgin. There's ended. a war going on. The, the, There's a war on drugs and crime. But people still live their lives in like normal society in Robocop. Do we get you just get a taste of Detroit though, really? We don't get like the whole world. Yeah, but you see people we living get, in houses and running get, businesses and shit. We still. get propaganda videos from the companies and stuff about how cool life is, but like Yeah, but there's like a gas station in one scene and there's just like a like there's just people like, a guy working there. Yeah, then the there's thugs, a hotel. And the gangsters come in and like stab his ass. I know I'm just saying though, like people are still existing. It's not like just like a that no guy's, man's land. That guy stopped existing. Society's barely held together. I know, but it's not a no man's land. Crime is running rampant. I said did I, I said post apocalyptic. Like it's fall it's a it's a part. There's society is still a thing. I stand with my definition. Those movies still have the same themes. This is like true. the drugs and like the crime and like And like when the, when a guy is like standing in a room and he like can't figure out how to get out, so he just shoots his way through the floor and he's like five floors up in a building and just keeps shooting his way through every floor. That scene is too much, it's hard to describe it into words. <laughs> Cause like you described it into words. So like I guess it's possible, but like it's hard to convey how it actually works. How amazing it was because it, it was it was literally <laughs> it just kept going. It was literally something out of a cartoon. <laughs> it was something that Bugs Bunny would do in a cartoon. He was standing in the bathroom as Julian is getting destroyed, and like sometimes we go through these movies and discuss them chronologically. Like it's impossible for this, so just roll with this. I mean, it's it's hard. It is, but anyway, she's being destroyed. She gets destroyed so hard. There's so many guns being shot in this scene. But anyways, he's next door in the bathroom, so the only way to escape is to stand on the floor and shoot his gun around him to destroy the uh, uh, the durability of the floor. It becomes very vulnerable. So then he falls through to the next floor. That's kind of clever, right? Kind of a cool escape. Like, oh, he shot through the floor. I get it. Okay, well then instead of like running, staying in that floor and like running out, like, you know, finding the stairs to go down them, well, he proceeds to shoot the floor beneath him again, but he doesn't land on the floor to do it. Like, he doesn't hit the floor. Oh, I gotta shoot again. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, I fall through the floor, gotta shoot again. No, mm -hmm. it's just, I shoot through the floor. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, I'm gonna just keep falling straight through all the way down. It was like 13 stories. He's kept going. Never stop. Never stop. Don't stop. Until he hit the bottom. Until he hit the bottom. And then he stood there for a second, so guys could... He didn't run away right away. They could point their guns down and shoot bullets 13 stories down. It was a good process. I agree. Uh, one thing you were talking about... I mean, it kind of relates to that scene. I do talk about stuff, so what do I is... say? Is... <laughs> Dick. Oh. Um, there's... Dick, you murdered me and I became a cyborg. You're a shitty guy, dude. You're not supposed to think about that. Well, well, I'm what, sure my programming will kick in and I'll forget about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that later. Who's we? What are you a part of? <laughs> the LAPD. They are a bad organization <laughs> in this movie. Why do you think we had Offspring write a song about them? Oh, yeah. Oh, they watch this movie. That's what they sing about police corruption. <laughs> they watch this movie Nemesis. Yeah, they weren't living real life during that time. No. And this movie didn't reflect real well, life. It was all based on this movie. Well, what I was going to say was, you were talking about the gun shooting through the floor and how ridiculous that was. Uh, there were a lot of ridiculous gun things in this movie. A few. Like, a guy sh running around shooting a shotgun from mass distances and... Sh and Cyborg Farnsworth. And hitting close to people. Very close. And n explosions happening at... It was... When, these, when the sh blasts hit. The shotgun was like a grenade launcher. It really and was. And it, it didn't make any sense because it didn't have a grenade launcher attachment. No, no. 
And he's a cyborg. How about the guy with a gun in his head? Oh, yeah, that guy cyborg was awesome. Cyborg gun guy. Yeah, he was a super villain. Yeah, he was awesome. He came back a couple uh, a couple times. He reminded me of, like, six Sid, Sid 6.0, but he didn't get to live that life. No. Like, but he was, like, smirky and, like, he was cool. He kind of looked like Dennis Leary a little bit. A little bit. Like, if you took Dennis Leary and Jeff Daniels and mixed them oh, together. Oh, don't do that, but yeah. yeah. That's the guy you got. So, yeah, he looked like... Yeah, Dennis Leary, Jeff Daniels. Kind of combo. Yeah. And the there was that one black guy who had a giant gun, and then his... He was the one black guy, too. Yeah. He, well, Michelle he, was a black guy, too. In the LAPD, though. Okay, yeah. So he was the one black guy in the LAPD. Yeah. But Mich- then... I am pissed Michelle died. Michelle looked like... He was cool, and he was, like, doing awesome stuff. And then there was that other sure. guy who had, like, the... He basically had the gun from Aliens... It's like exactly Marines, it's exactly what it was that the Marines had. Like the Vasquez has strapped. He even had the whole thing that's strapped to the chest and like with like a scanner. And no, it was like I, whole I am thing. not. I am not a, a gun fanatic. Is there a real life weapon that there, knocks I'm that way? Sure, there is. So I'm I mean, sure like we'll throw that out there. But yeah. like it, paying but more then, attention to aliens, it looked like the alien gun. But but as far as not all to the mention ab- the not to mention the scope that was on it with like tracking yeah. shit, aliens. As far as all the absurd. Gun things are are in this movie. There were a couple scenes that stick out to me. All right, let's hear. One it. of them was those uh, LAPD guys jumping out the windows. It's and one guy was shooting straight up into the air. Like he's falling, and like he's just jumping, like with his finger on the trigger. <laughs> okay. And then there was the scene where Alex Rain was stuck, and he popped the gun up in the air. Yeah. And he's like never. Yeah. And he shot. Uh, yeah. that was a good. That was one of the good exposition scenes because we got to hear the inside of like a cyborg. Yeah, he was talking about it. Basically, that's when we learn about how they feel oppressed and they're second class citizens. Mm-hmm. Then, like, what did it, what led up? It was a long exposition. Um, what did he end it with? Like, you'll never or not? No, no, no. I'm skipping ahead. Like, join us or you're one of us or something like that. Yeah, something something along those lines. And then after this long exposition, he does exactly as Corey described and says never. And proceeds to just blast him with his gun after flicking it in the air. But after that, yes, there's a whole chase scene through like water and sh- and all sorts of shit. And Alex Rain and this woman Max, who's a, also a human, yes, they jump off a waterfall. Yes. Oh, and he, I honestly laughed so fucking hard during this. I couldn't even see. I was com- laughing so hard. It, it comes crying. out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. And they, she jumps off like you would just jump yeah. off a waterfall. Uh-huh. He does a flip, and you're already like, "What well, the fuck is he we, flipping?" We both in mid sentence, like, "Why is he flipping like that?" Yeah, because he's like doing like a tumble. It's like a. There's no reason to jump off the waterfall sideways and spin around in a circle, or so we thought. But he does the flip to shoot back at Farnsworth. And it's a, the quickest little shot, like laser blast that you, you see you shoot You barely out. see it, like the cut to the next scene. Uh, like, you barely miss it. You just like, oh, he shot a, he shot a gun. Oh, and the scene cuts. Okay. Yeah. And you see, <laughs> all of a sudden, explosion on Farnsworth, and then his skin is all burnt off, and then there's just a corp, <laughs> uh, skeleton, robot skeleton moving around. And you're just like, it happened so quick. It was so fast. Like, how is, he fires one blast. How is the cause and effect fire one blast immediately after a giant explosion, then a robot corpse? It was too much to handle. It's too much to talk about. Yeah. It, it was a lot. It was a lot. And the, honestly, that was, the, if you're, if, if you see this movie and there's, you know, a lot of weird stuff. And maybe it's not the best movie in the world. To, uh, some, to some. To some. Point out of Hold Out on. of 10 excitements, it's 8.5 excitements. To some. Yeah, but some people are stupid, though. This is true. I mean, not to say, like, if you don't think it's this awesome, you're stupid, but I mean, like, come on, get with the program. But the um, but that scene is worth it, because it was just so unexpected, so insane, and I laughed my fucking ass off. I laughed so hard. It was just ridiculous. It was real good. It was good. It was good. And I want to point out, well, because... Um, it's not gun related, but the water made me think about it. Because like the idea is to get his ex girlfriend who worked for the LAPD back to like this special place. So she's like on a hard drive. And how many times were they in water? How many times were they jumping off waterfalls? Well, I mean, once, but like splashing around, flying around. 
and she managed to make it. I don't mm-hmm. know how that makes any sense. Maybe, maybe she, maybe they put her in an otter box. An otter box? <laughs> yeah. Possibly, you never know. Sponsor, I mean, otter box. Send me a new one. You know what? Didn't go down the toilet. Well, not my phone, it's here, it's fine. Man. No, but the Nemesis movies, because they stayed afloat, and they made more of them. And this is a timely podcast, because they're going to release them all the theaters again next week. <laughs> and next week, we are going to watch... Nemesis 2. I, I have found a copy of Nemesis That's 2. That's acceptable. For us to watch. Nemesis 3 looks to be harder to find. Well, we don't have to commit to that yet. We're so committing to Nemesis 2. We're going to commit to Nemesis 2. Correct. We can do 4. Which we're, if we can't do 3, we're going to do 4 still. But 3 says it was made using footage left over from Nemesis 2. So maybe we're not missing much. Maybe. So... But, I mean, you never know. Nemesis 4 is called Death Angel. Because, like, wasn't that the selling point? Death Angel? Which one had the title that was crazy? Well, Nemesis 3 is called Pray Harder, but it's also called Time Lapse. Stop, stop. We may be watching a movie called Pray Harder. P-R-E-Y. But still, the wordplay is nice. I appreciate it. Yeah. That, Pray Harder, could be a thing, uh, but it may not be... That's all right. We're getting ahead of or ourselves. Or time lapse. Nemesis uh, two. But we would like to continue. Nemesis also. If you have a copy of Nemesis three, you should send it to us. Yeah, I mean you don't, but if you do, <laughs> maybe somebody has it downloaded or something. You never know. It, but the we can't get those these movies on DVD or anything because they're uh, region locked. So. Yeah, which, why? Why can't America enjoy this? Because it's They're gonna, American-made movies, I don't know. Because it's going to be coming back out to theaters soon. This is the whole, all four movies in one night. The Criterion They're going to show all four movies in one night. Instead of like a Grindhouse film, it would be like a Nemesis House film. Yeah, Nemesis House. That's a good style of filmmaking. Yeah, I love it. Nemesis. It's why you, alright. Fucking love it. I don't know, no one needs to see what you're doing right now. Fucking love it. No one needs to see any of that. Fuck, love it. It's good. It's, got a, it's good. It's a good presence for radio. <laughs> No one needs to see that. Whatever that was. I'll pass on that. So for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Yeah. My name's Nick. I found him a fucking cyborg today. <laughs> Nick the Cyborg. No, 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 no. Cyborg Nick. No, Cyborg Nick is not a thing. Cyborg Nick or Nick the Cyborg. You cyborg should, Nick vote, is not a thing. You vote on what, no! what his name is going to be. Don't make me get pissed. Nick the Cyborg okay. or Cyborg Nick. Nick the Cyborg. <laughs> and we will be back next week. We will be back next week watching Nemesis 2 Nebula. It's the best of the worst. <laughs>